everybody, Megazord Extra, back at it again to give y'all another very exciting video for today. I have none other than my Zardcast episode 8 to go over and discuss with y'all tonight. Everything that happened within the past two weeks, whether it be the pop culture stuff or it be anything gaming related that I have to go over and discuss with y'all tonight. So quite a bit of stuff to go ahead and talk about and discuss for tonight. And I got a, I got a, I got a fairly good long list though. But before I get into that list, uh, I, I got to get a little bit of a, a little bit of a housekeeping little thing because, uh, man, I do, <laughs> I do honestly do apologize for the fact of the matter that I, it's been a while since I released a My Hero Academia season five review. I managed to do that double in one review, kind of you know getting things off and going. But technically, there was an episode three, a four, and recently just another episode five that just came out. So I, I just got to find the time to be able to kind of sit down and be able to kind of catch myself back up. So I, I do apologize about that. And then the second thing is, this is the, I, I'm just sort of kind of testing this out. I'm not sure how exactly, you know, how far I might come up with it though. But actually right now on Twitter, I actually have a space open where, you know, you can also listen to this podcast over there on Twitter as well. I was just sort of kind of experimenting out with, you know, different things though and kind of seeing how it's going though. So you can technically listen to me on Twitter. You can technically listen to me on YouTube, at least for this one tonight. I just want to kind of see how, you know, this thing runs or whatever though. And it seems like spaces, you know, you can only catch those live. So technically, you know, if you're watching this as a VOD version, you know, after the fact, then technically I think it just up and disappears on Twitter though. I wish there was a way to sort of kind of archive that to a level degree, but it doesn't kind of seem like that though. So for tonight, I think it's going to be primarily me. I think most of my other friends were kind of tied up at the moment, though. So I don't think I'm going to probably expect anybody, unless somebody just randomly happens to pop up in here, though. And I know I'm missing my boy over here, Sonic because I know he has some things to say about the, the Dragon Quest announcement that has happened, which is going to be like one of my last remaining topics that I'll have um, for tonight, though. But I'll try to speak, you know, what I'm hoping to look forward towards, um, towards that announcement, everything that could potentially be announced up in there and say some few tidbits that I know he's been possibly thinking about as well, though. So quite a bit of um, fun stuff, though. So without any further ado, I might as well go ahead and jump into the very first topic. And oh, shoot, it might have been 84 long years, but I finally, 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 we're getting a sequel to Dragon Ball Super. Not so much like the anime is what a lot of people might anticipate or really wanted, though. But yes, we do co got confirmation that a new Dragon Ball Super movie is coming out in the year of 2022. It's not too far off on that distant horizon, though. But hey, it's close enough. And I'm like, man, I I've been starving for some new Dragon Ball Super content. And, you know, if you go back and think about it, Dragon Ball Super, it all started with, you know, the, the Battle of Gods um, movie and then went into the Resurrection of F movie before we had the, you know, the anime version um, that got to add some extra new content after they sort of kind of went through and reanimated and turned the movie format into the anime format, though. So, you know what? I'm really looking forward to this movie. Uh, I, I've been starved on this kind of content, though. Um, I'll be glad. I'll be pretty glad <laughs> to see my boy Goku and Vegeta back. Um It'll be interesting because the last thing we had was technically the Broly movie, which I guess is sort of kind of canon to the tail ending events that happened after the super anime, though. So I wonder if they're going to sort of kind of build off of that and see exactly where they're going to go from there. Because I think they left some things open um, towards the end of that movie where they sort of kind of build off of it. So I'm, I am kind of curious about that, though. 
But overall, my, my hype is kind of through the roof, and I gotta have to kind of keep my expectations in check because otherwise, uh, it's gonna make the wait that much longer though. So I, I don't know exactly where they will go off from here. Maybe they'll dive a little bit more into like the you know the Ultra Instinct mode that Goku just tapped into. I doubt Vegeta will probably be able to get into it. Um, not nearly as you know. I, I, well, it's technically, Goku didn't get into it easily. I mean, he did have to get himself, you know, beaten down and kind of pummeled, you know, several times over in order for him to kind of be able to, you know, tap into his powers or whatever, though. But, you know, I mean, you know, there, there's, you know, there's quite a bit of different possibilities that could possibly rise out of this movie, though. So I am really looking forward to it, though. But that's basically all I have to say, at least for now, for the Dragon Ball Super movie when it gets announced. And, you know, you can hear more thoughts about what I think about this movie the second we start getting some kind of a coverage in terms of, like, movie or, you know, at least with some posters, at least. Or, especially when they drop that first trailer, I'll probably have quite a bit of stuff to say about that, though. But that's it in terms of the Dragon Ball um, Super new movie that's coming out in roughly about hopefully next year and hopefully COVID doesn't push it back or nothing like that. Now, the second thing I have to announce is, oh shoot, you know what? I, I just can't believe this though, but um, Sony done did it. Sony done did it. They actually managed to release some shoes. Not any no ordinary kind of shoes. No, these are PlayStation 5 shoes. Now, I know this ain't quite gaming, but I did have to throw this out there. And I'm like, what the actual heck? Like, that's pretty crazy thing that Sony actually went out and made these shoes. Now, for those that are interested in kind of picking up these, you know, nice little kicks, um, they, they might be sold out right now because I think they actually went up for pre-order, I believe, yesterday, I want to say. Because I think today is the 16th. I want to say it went live on the 15th. It might have been the 14th, but I want to say it was the 15th um, these shoes went live. And I got to say, you know what, that blue and white, you know, it's sort of kind of doing with me. I mean, my only little thing about these shoes is the fact of the matter that all that white up on there. I mean, I don't, I don't know about the rest of y'all, though, but when, when you got shoes that are almost that white, you're bound to scratch them up, scuff them up, get a little bit of dirt here or there up on them. So keeping those shoes clean will probably, golly, it'll probably be a, a big pain in the butt in order to keep those clean. And me, honestly, I, I, I'm not much of a Sony person. You know, I'm primary Nintendo, though, but I, I'll give it to y'all Sony fans. Those are some nice kicks. If you do happen to buy some, you pro and if you want to wear them, you might want to buy two, just saying. That way you can keep ones up as, you know, like sort of kind of like trophies, and then you can go ahead and wear the other ones as much as you possibly can until they probably get a little too dirty for you to kind of, you know, walk around in the streets or whatever, though. So, yeah, so, you know, that's, you know, some pretty cool, um, nice little stuff right there um, that Sony managed to um, reveal, though. It kind of makes me kind of regret that one moment where, for the Mario 35th anniversary, they did have those, you know, the Galaxy shoes as well as the Sunshine and the Mario 64. I know my friend Sonic, you managed to get hit. Get, you know get his hands on a pair of shoes i believe it was the 64 ones if i remember right and gosh i mean oh shoot I, I am kicking myself on the head on that one because some of those shoes look really nice though so hopefully you know if they ever do release some kind of you know cool little shoes at least from nintendo um sometime in the distant future i mean shoot i, I i'm definitely gonna have to pick those up maybe maybe if you know with there being a zelda 35th anniversary this year maybe i'm just having my fingers crossed though but we might be able to get some type of you know merchandising from you know the legend of zelda like that so it, it'll be really nice in order to kind of see that play out though but i believe that's pretty much it in terms of what i have to um talk about in terms of those playstation 5 
shoes, and that's pretty much it in terms of my pop culture segment. Not not too much kind of going on uh, within the world that I really kind of wanted to talk about. That's outside of the you know the realm of gaming to a level or degree though. But that's just you know some little couple little thoughts I wanted to kind of go over and discuss real quick though. Now sliding on over into the gaming news, yes, Famicom Detective Club. Both of these games have launched on the eShop last Friday. And man, I got to say, you know what? So far from what I've been playing, which I only did, you know, only played for an hour so far. So basically one session, it it, it has me intrigued. It has me intrigued. And for y'all that don't know already, yes, I am starting a new playthrough of this series for y'all on my channel. And oh goodness, I I think I want to say that at least for now, I guess the plan is almost to stream at least for now. While we don't, while I don't personally have any, you know, Marvel discussion reviews going on since I'm still waiting until, yeah, Loki. Yeah, wait until Loki comes out. Once Loki comes out, then my Saturday nights will get filled back with the Marvel content. But until then, I think in for the most part on Saturdays, I'm gonna want to sit down and be able to go through and play through this series and you know go and stream it exactly. You know go from chapter to chapter. At least that's what's going to be my game plan, though. Now, it might not be only just Saturdays. If I, you know, if I just feel the kind of urge that I just kind of want to play throughout the week, I mean, that might possibly happen as well. So you just kind of keep an eye out on my Twitter or, you know, you know, or just see those notifications. You had that bell turned on. You'll be able to kind of tell whenever I'm going live, if it happens to be through, you know, the middle of the week, like if it happens to be on some random old Thursday night, that way you can, you know, watch it live if you want to interact with me, or you can always, you know, watch the, the version you know after the fact after i gone live though so yeah so that is a big series i'm about to start up on my channel and yes that also meant that yes i have an elgato now so i finally managed to get a computer that can run the elgato as well having you know the elgato itself so now i'm basically able to stream any kind of game so now i'm in i think at this point i managed to fulfill all the goals i wanted to do on my channel i had the brand new mic i had the brand new laptop the elgato so now i'm able to stream i started my podcast series and i'm able to stream games so you know what i'm pretty content with all the different kind of content i can throw out on the channel right now so this is the this is the this is the end game um for me in terms of everything i wanted to achieve so now i can kind of do exactly anything i wanted to do um within those you know four major categories right there so so i'm super excited about this series i'm very curious about it i mean ace attorney kind of brought me into these kind of visual novel series i'm really curious to see exactly how this story will play out um from the nintendo side with them telling their own story and yes i bought the missing air the one on the right side so yeah that that explores about a, a mystery sort of kind of you know, a death, a death story. Like, you know, there's somebody that winds up dying and uh, I just got to, you know, playing this detective game, working with, uh, working with the girl right there that you can see in the background and trying to figure out who's the real killer. And they went off and passed it off as, you know, like this woman had heart failure though, but we all know how that, <laughs> we all know how those kind of games are. That Somebody's masking it as a heart failure though, but I know somebody's at the killer. Uh, uh, you know, someone's back there trying to pull some strings or whatever though. So yes. I am starting this series up. I'm really looking forward to seeing exactly what all is going to play out in this series. And if y'all want, you know, just, you know, you know, stick around or whatever, though. And uh, it, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a pretty good time trying to figure out exactly who's this killer, though. So, yeah, we're going to see how well this stream series go. And it is one of my first, though. But that's basically all I want to say about Famicom Detective Club at the moment. Now, moving on to the next little topic. Yes, 
um, the president, Thor Kara, actually said that right now we do know that they're actually working on the Mario the Mario movie that Illumination is basically making. And, you know, I think everything's going to Shigeru Miyamoto and making sure everything's kind of lining up to, you know, his liking and his taste or whatever, though. But, you know, Furukawa did, um, you know, did state that, yes, they are looking towards other mediums, like, you know, other types of animations in order to kind of, you know, showcase off their IPs. Now, this right there, that pleases me so much because I can't tell y'all how many different Nintendo um, Nintendo IPs I would love to see an anime of. And I always say Legend of Zelda, Fire Emblem, and Kid Icarus, I think, are my top three favorite. Um, top three series that I really, really, really want to go ahead and see them actually anime it in you know a beautiful way because honestly i think it's those smash brothers um trailer scenes like definitely that one where it was like where pit was fighting link during that one reveal where palatina was shown to be within smash 4 i think it's little scenes like that seeing that little bit of animation i'm like oh shoot yes please or if you ever seen any of those sort of kind of shorts of the Kid Icarus ones. I think they actually released those on the 3DS. I think I remember actually watching them on there. Um, it was nice seeing those or just even like those Pikmin shorts. I think those were also on the 3DS and I think they actually recently moved those over to YouTube as well. So I think you're able to actually watch it off of there. But every time I see those short little shorts about that, I mean, I mean goodness, I would just love that. And, and Fire Emblem has a crazy different amount of outcomes because there's so many different games I, I want to say, I think there's like 13 different games, 16 if you include the remix, but 13 original stories that they can actually pull from, or if they want to do like a mix, you know, universe, like the Fire Emblem Heroes or whatever, though, there's a lot of different possibilities with Fire Emblem, a lot of different stories to tell, so I'm like, holy shoot, I'm like, man, because I mean, you even see other, um, you know, different series like Castlevania and stuff, and especially with all these other, um, video game series that are getting some you know some tv shows like we we know sonic is gonna get some here in the distant future as well as you know seeing all of these different movie adaptations like you know the mortal Kombat one that came out though um things like that it, it just got to me it just gets me a little bit excited just to kind of see um video games being shown in a different light in a different medium in a medium where you know we're always used to seeing like you know high pace action or mystery or you know rom-coms or whatever you want to watch a movie format but just to see that with um with video game characters that would just be really nice so for a call where you said some magical words right there saying that you know y'all always y'all are actually looking forward to actually trying to find ways to incorporate your ips and potentially you know bring them to other mediums such as like animation or other animes Man, I, I've been wanting to hear those words for quite some time. So please deliver on this. Please don't let those words be um, empty words, though. Please, man. You, you're killing me over here, man. I really got to have it, though. I really got to have it. But that's pretty much all I have to say on the Nintendo side of them exploring other IPs that they could potentially make into other mediums, such as animes. Now, next I got to say is, this is, you know, a short little, quick little announcement right here, though. But I, I got to say, you know what, this... They actually managed to release a PC collector's edition for um for Steam, and I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I honestly really want this. Limited Run actually made this though. I mean, technically, you're not getting the game physically, which I think that's what a lot of people like. But I mean, 
I, I guess it's, you know, the Mungus team, and I guess that will be quite a bit of money for them to actually kind of pump out to try to get that physically, though. I probably would buy that in a heartbeat if they managed to actually stick that on, like, a Switch cartridge or anything like that, though. But just kind of looking at this little PC's collector's edition, I mean, you know, the steel case is nice. Um, you know, just seeing those little posters, the CDs and stuff. But that button, though, that button, though, oh, I was very tempted to so say, you know what? I might just get it just purely for that button. Like, I would just love to kind of just go over there and just kind of hit that button um, while I'm doing a stream or something like that. Like, imagine me just playing Among Us, which now, you know, since I got the Elgato, I can actually go ahead and record um, those videos so I can actually, you know, show more Among Us footage once my friends decided, you know, let's go ahead and start playing once again, though. But, oh, man, I, I, you know what? I, I, I'm, you know... This is a pretty cool little collector's edition. And it seems like Limited Run has been doing, you know, more um stuff like that, like the Castlevania stuff. Like they they've been pumping out quite a bit of um physical um goodies here recently, though. So I mean they're doing a pretty good job between that, Doom, and everything else, though. So I, I just want to kind of mention that out right there, though. I can't remember exactly when they said the pre-orders for this would have potentially gone live, though. But honestly, you know what? Oh, shoot. I, I'm just really contemplating on getting this, though. I mean goodness i mean ugh. no 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 no. i can't it, it's 80 bucks I, I just can't no I, I i gotta save my money man june and july if you hadn't seen those games that are coming out those two months it's gonna be ridiculous so <laughs> i can't afford to but uh if someone else will you know want to buy that and just you know sort of kind of send it my way i'm you know it'll be muchly and greatly appreciated though i mean come on you just got to do it you, you just got to do it oh please but anyway that's all i got to say in terms of the mongus thing though now, moving on. Now, this right here was a pretty big announcement and honestly almost gets me really excited for E3 and with it being like right around the corner, though, because man, oh, man, Nintendo out of the blue announced that, yes, they got a new IP coming called Game Builder Garage. Essentially, it's a game where you're able to go through and actually make and create your own games. Like, you know, from scratch, like, you know, you know, and it was kind of interesting because it just randomly dropped this out on Twitter and YouTube, you know, all their social media sites. And I was like, wait, what the heck? Like, because there's technically a game already on the PlayStation called Dreams. And that's what it sort of kind of reminded me of. And I was like, you know what? The possibilities with this game, like you, you can make your own games. And then there was even a, um, a spot on the page where, it, you know, if you actually were to look this up on Nintendo's website, where once you create these games, you can actually share these games with your friends. Um, I believe, you know, as long as I think they're registered on your friend list, you can bounce the game over to them. They can actually edit the code as well. And then they can bounce it on the way back. And then you can, you know, for example, like you got, you know, got stuck trying to program out and, you know, trying to do this one part of the game. You can send it to your friend, have them fix it, you know, send it back though. So I think, you know, this is actually a really good game. It's not priced that bad either. It's only priced at 30 bucks. So, you know, typically most IPs come out at 60. This is 30. So, I mean, this is a nice little kind of like a budget title almost though. So not a bad barrier entry though. And I think this is more critical for kids nowadays, kids that want to actually you know, learn how to program and stuff, because I feel like it might be a little easier to sort of kind of learn and kind of ease your foot in the door while you're younger, as comparison to getting into it whenever you're older, though. So this will be really nice for anybody that sort of kind of wanted to make their own games, and I'm very curious to see how Nintendo will handle it in terms of, you know, just kind of giving ongoing support, along with the fact that seeing exactly how well you're able to share these games, because imagine if it was something like Dreams, where... You make the game, 
you can throw it up on you know throw it up on their servers and stuff and then you can just go through and browse certain people's um games and stuff like and then it was really i mean i feel like you know the roof is the limit with this game because you know there was like a little during their trailer they showed like all sorts of kind of games that are potential to make like you, you got your traditional 2d platformers i want to say those almost like something like almost similar to a rhythm game um your 3d open ones your shooters all of that kind of stuff i was like you know what i was like it'd be kind of interesting and you know what i'm not much of a builder myself but if the search feature was really good on there where you can just literally almost just you know browse you know have a browse feature and then search for the game that would be really interesting in itself though and we honestly don't have to wait too much longer for this game to release because um this game is actually coming out in the month of june shortly after i believe that time of e3 though so i think that's one of the main reasons why they had to go ahead and just drop this out on a trailer um just to kind of inform everybody about it because uh if they waited till e3 it'd be too late at least for this kind of window frame that they're shooting for so you know what it's, it's a nice little uh, announcement though and uh, also this is like one of the first few games at least from the nintendo ip standpoint where this is going to be a game that's going to be supported with a mouse so you're actually going to be able to you know use a usb mouse in order to kind of you know navigate and do what you want to do when you're building these games which is actually going to probably be pretty helpful um with while in dot mode like handheld mode you might be able to use the touchscreen to a degree and it might you know suit you know suit your needs but at least in dot mode that would be really greatly appreciated because you know after playing you know mario maker 2 on the switch i really wish that they would have had mouse support because that would have made you know that would have made editing courses for super mario um for those super mario levels a whole lot easier with the mouse support because it was easier back in the day on the wii u because you got to use the stylus and then you got to edit on the gamepad then got to see exactly how it played out on the top screen though but just adding that mouse support right there probably would have gone a long way so i wish they would have gone back and at least added that little bit of an update on there though but Honestly, I'm I'm loving what they're doing with this game builder garage, and I feel like it might be a hit. It definitely, if you look at some of the stuff that was incorporated in it and the way how it's being handled, it looks like it was definitely something that should have been a part of. It definitely should have been a part of. Thinking about it real quick, of Labo. It should have been like one of the Labo things. So I think within like the last kit that Labo did, there was sort of kind of like a make your own sort of kind of game and program there was like a programming mode that was up in there and i feel like this should have been definitely part of it but i feel like nintendo was sort of kind of leading the way saying you know what labo wasn't as big of a hit as what we want so let's just go ahead and make this its own separate entity and uh, go ahead and you know rebrand it and stuff and just make it like a brand new ip which is actually pretty smart um considering all the stuff that you might be able to possibly do with this game so i ain't kind of looking forward to this and kind of seeing you know exactly what kind of levels that people might be able to make out of this and honestly if it i don't think it's going to be anything crazy like to the levels of dreams that you're able to see on the playstation though but hey you know what you know you heard those little stories with certain dream levels and you know like sony actually recognizing some people and using that as a recruiting tool you never know make some very good levels and I don't know. Nintendo might actually come out and scout you on those. So, but yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about the game Builder Garage. And oh shoot, we're, we're right around the corner for E3. And man, man, oh man, you, you ain't gonna want to miss some of my um, E3 discussions. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have 
um, very close to like my whole entire crew as we get a little bit closer in terms of when we actually make the predictions and then when we react and then turn around and when we actually discuss about, you know, different conferences, whether it be Microsoft, um, Ubisoft, Square Enix, definitely Nintendo. We're right around the corner, literally less than a month away. And, you know, this little announcement just lets me know, hey, we're we're so close. Oh, we're getting so close. And who should you, you definitely want to be there um, in terms of hearing my thoughts about everything that's about to go down. Because I have a feeling, I have a sneaking suspicion this, this is gonna be this is gonna be a big one, at least for Nintendo. Don't know about those other companies, but I just have a sneaking suspicion. You know what? COVID kind of held everybody up, but I feel like Nintendo has quite a bit of a few knockout punches that they're about to deliver over there. That that's just my gut feeling. That's just my gut feeling though. Y'all got to let me know what y'all think about this game builder garage, though. Now, moving on, the next little topic I have over here is we did get some reports in for Nintendo's latest fiscal reports. And yes, by golly, man, we, 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 got, a new we got a new list over here. We got a brand new list of all the different games that managed to actually sell above and over 10 million. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick little look at that. Real quick, I'm going to get it popped up here on the screen for y'all here in just a second, though. But I just can't believe this with how many different things. Oh, gosh. Like, these sales, though. Oh, shoot. All right, here we go. All right, so here on the screen I got right now, at the number 10 spot, we have none other than new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe that managed to sell 10.44 million units i'm like what the heck like that game just keeps selling like i don't even know why some people buy this game over new super mario brothers 2 which technically has infinitely more levels but i have a feeling that it's probably just the ease of access people don't have to worry about making their own levels even though they technically don't have to they can just play what's up there though but that game just keeps selling like whole shoot next up on the list we have none other than splatoon 2 coming in at a toasty 12.21 million units and i feel like at most it might if i'm lucky it might hit about 15 million right before i think splatoon 3 is going to launch so we'll see how much higher splatoon 2 can actually go and i'm very curious to see if splatoon 3 will kind of blow over it really fast or will it take uh, a decent amount of time to kind of get close to those numbers though at the number eight spot, we had none other than Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, as well as Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. And then with those games, well, I mean, they're pretty basic, but, you know, when you got that Pokemon name attached to it, I mean, no shock, no surprise. Now, this one right here, Super Mario Party at 14.79 million units. I'm like, what the heck? I didn't expect Super Mario Party to sell like it did. Now, recently, it did get that new update where you're able to play online with your friends the actual board game maps, which I'm like, oh, shoot. But imagine if they would have added that mode in a whole lot earlier. I mean, shoot, I feel like the sales for that game could have been potentially a whole lot higher um, than what they are right now if they would have had that closer to the start of the thing or even if within the first year of it coming out, hopefully, ideally, within the first three to five months or so, if they would release that as DLC, or not DLC, as that you know, as a free update or whatever, though, if they would have gone ahead and announced that, I would, I feel like they would have definitely did a whole lot better than what they are right now, I mean, shoot, I, I just don't understand why it came almost so late, though, but the fact that it's still sold 14.79 million units, though, is, you know, nothing to scuff, you know, you know, it ain't nothing to kid around with either, though, so, I mean, I imagine they're probably gonna go ahead and start thinking about 
um, how to incorporate some of those online units. And I feel like with them releasing it so late, like I've never seen a game um, receive that online treatment for an update this late in the cycle. I feel like that this is more like testing, beta testing it and seeing what they can do for a potential Super Mario Party 2. That's just my kind of gut feeling though. Now moving on to the number seven spot, we have none other than Super Mario Odyssey. Wait, no, hold on, hold on there. 10, 9, 8, 7, no, number six. Super Mario Odyssey at 20.83 million units. Finally cracked up into that, or it's in that solid 20 million club. So everything above this 20 million, Mario Odyssey always keeps selling. I'm like, man, I really wish they could go ahead and announce that Super Mario Odyssey 2. Like, go ahead and give it to me, man. I'm like, oh, shoot. I'm not holding out for anything at E3 or whatever, though. But, hey, you know what it is, what it is. At the number five spot, we had none other than Pokemon Sword and Shield at 21.10 million units. Then at number four, we had Breath of the Wild um, at 22.28 million. Then we get up to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate at 23.84 million units. I mean, we always know that game's going to sell. Still got, you know, a ton of DC DLC that's going to still be coming out. We got two more characters in, you know, in the roster that, you know, Sakurai has let, you know, has left to give it to us. And you know what? If you want to know who those um, DLC fighters are, all you got to do is go to, you know, Sakurai's workplace and get up in that drawer and, you know, bust that lock off. Because uh, apparently, I guess he has figurines of those um, <laughs> of those characters that he wants to um, add into the game and uses them as sort of kind of like a ball or whatever. Though. So all we got to do is get into that man's safe and we can figure out what those other two characters are, man. But, oh, shoot, man. But, you know, Smash is doing, you know, an absolutely fantastic job. Uh, probably will hit 25 million probably the next time we get these numbers out. Maybe, just maybe. Now, this one, whole freaking shoot. You get into the top two. And, yes, our boy, our main boy has not got dethroned, though. But this game definitely gave it a run, run for its money, though. Animal Crossing New Horizons at a crazy amount of 32.63 million units. This thing has managed to sell... 32 over 32 million units in one single year that is insanity i don't think nintendo has ever released a game that has managed to sell that many units within that fast of a time period it almost managed to catch the king on this list within a year i don't feel like i mean this game will still continue to sell but I feel like it's not going to nearly, you know, I feel like most of the steam is, you know, out of its engine and it's still going to go at a steady pace, but nothing to the crazy numbers is what it did within that first span of a year, though. So, like, if you're thinking, like, an exponential curve, how it, like, drastically goes up, well, now it's kind of, like, plateauing. I feel like it's going to get a steady, you know, incline, but it's not going to be nearly as exponential in terms of its sales, though. But think that it sold that much. I'm like, man, I mean, Nintendo couldn't, you know, time this out any better because if this one originally came out during the fall before the spring that it actually launched in in March, I can guarantee you that 32 million probably would have been down. I want to say maybe 15 to 17 million, probably half as much. That would have been my guess. It probably would have been around 15 or 17 million instead of 32. So, I mean, that's just crazy. I'm just thinking to myself, that's just crazy. Now, at the very top of the list, we have none other 
then Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. The one that, you know, the king that still manages to sit on top of the hill still has, you know, a little over 3 million units over Animal Crossing New Horizons. And you just can't get caught. I mean, you just can't stop this man. And because of these numbers selling that high, I mean, just think about it. I mean, like, this is the reason why I feel like Nintendo is not going to release a Mario Kart 9. Yes, the fan inside of me really wants something brand new because I've been playing the sort of kind of same Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Switch for the past, oh, shoot, almost like eight years, getting kind of close to 10. I mean, the fan inside of me really does want a Mario Kart 9, but when you got a game like this selling this crazy, Nintendo is looking at it as like, Hey, this thing keeps selling. I mean, shoot, within like the past fiscal year, I believe, this game managed to sell an additional 10 million units. Think about that. 10 million units. Some games would be lucky to get 10 million units as a lifetime sale. Um, if you look at like a Square Enix game or, you know, any other kind of company, a Capcom, whatever, they'll be lucky to hit that 10 million units lifetime. This thing sold 10 million units within one fiscal year. Like, that's just absolutely, absolutely insanity. And if I were Nintendo, I'll just, you know, let that Mario Kart 9 kind of keep, you know, baking in the oven because I feel like that's a discussion for another day. 8 Deluxe does so many good things right. It's like, where do you expand upon that in order to add more stuff to the game for a potential Mario Kart 9 in the future, though? So that's that's what I'm thinking about right there. It's like, well, shoot. I just don't know exactly what they will want to do with that. I mean, it, it, it's kind of crazy. I just, I just don't understand what they will possibly do in order to make that game even better. And they better be taking that time right now to figure out what they want to do because uh, when that day comes, everyone else will be wanting that Mario Kart 9 and expecting it to be such a big old game. So hopefully they live up to that hype, though. But man, oh man. So yeah, Nintendo had a pretty good year, I would say. And... um. I want to say, I think, um, 3D All-Stars, I don't have that list pulled up in front of me in terms of some of those newer games that released uh, within this past fiscal year. But I think remembering um, back on it, I think I heard a report saying that I think there was roughly about seven-ish or so um, million units of 3D All-Stars that um, that managed to sell. Think about it. That, that was a very short time of release between September when it dropped out to March the 31st whenever Mario died. So I'm, I was thinking, man... That thing could have easily hit over 10 million. I would have been curious to see how many kind of sales it could have got if, you know, the game would have, you know, still been on the market right now. I think you can still be able to purchase a game at certain select retailers that might still have some scarce, you know, you know, scarce little um, copies of the game here and there, though. But outside of that, you know, you can't buy it on the eShop no more, though. So, yeah. So, honestly, you know, Nintendo had a pretty good year. A pretty good year despite you know everything you know COVID happening I think Animal Crossing for them definitely kind of helped you know make, make a lot of their money when times were kind of tough for you know everybody in the industry um worldwide though so yeah so some pretty nice stuff um showcased off from Nintendo like that and man I gotta say whew, they did good Nintendo you did good you did good despite everything that was going on crazy in the world you actually did pretty good, though. But that's pretty much all I have to say on the fiscal reports for Nintendo in terms of, you know, the top 10 selling games, though. Y'all got to let me know in the comment section down below what all you think about um, what was actually shown off within this, though. Now, next, and we're down to, like, one of my last two couple of topics right here, though. Sony actually managed to announce two brand new colors for some DualSense controllers for the PlayStation 5. 
It's the Cosmic Red along with Midnight Black. And man, you know what? I got to say, you know, the Midnight Black, you know, doesn't look half bad. But the Cosmic Red on the other side, though, I mean, that one's kind of drawing some eyes to some people, though. M me, maybe not so much, though. And so I'm honestly looking at that, you know, that Midnight or that Cosmic Red and thinking like, whoa, when that's sitting right next to that white and black PS5, the contrast between those two will be kind of, you know, pretty drastic right there. So I'm like, you know what? That wouldn't be sort of kind of my forte, but if I did have to get the alternate color, it'd probably be for me that Midnight Black. Because I know some people aren't, you know, too big of, you know, fans of the white and black sort of kind of, you know, color variant with the standard base um, DualSense controller, though. So, you know, it's kind of nice that, you know, people are going to be able to have some variety uh, with different co controllers um, that are about to release here soon. And these ones actually release within one month. So within one month's time, you know, these are going to be out for everybody to go ahead and be able to pick up and get their hands on though. So, you know, it'd be pretty nice um just, you know, being able to have those varieties though. And even me myself, I've been kind of collecting some of the the limited edition pro controllers um from the Nintendo Switch. Like I managed to get my hands on the Xenoblade 2 one, then I managed to get my hands on the um the Splatoon 2 one after I already had my hands on the Smash Bros one. And I think it started kind of picking up for me to get those other ones um once I managed to get my hands on the Monster Hunter Rise one when that game actually launched out, though. So, yeah, so I, I've been kind of doing some controller, you know, collecting, though. And I think the last little sets that I'm going to get is that limited edition one for the Legends of the Skyward Sword one. I think that's the last thing, but those are Joy-Cons, so they're a little bit different, though. But, yeah, I think that's pretty much it in terms of what I'm going to do in terms of, like, my controller collecting, though. But y'all got to let me know if y'all do have a PlayStation 5, are y'all going to, you know, keep your eyes out and try to get either the Midnight Black or the Cosmic Red? I feel like that Midnight Black might be the hot-selling one over the Cosmic Red, but the Cosmic Red doesn't look too bad, at least in my eyes. It doesn't look too bad, though. But that's basically all I have to say about those two new controllers coming out. Just a little quick little update for y'all um, PlayStation fans, though. Now, last, this is one of the very last topics that I had to discuss over within my podcast for tonight because, lo and behold, Square Enix came out and said, yes, we have a Dragon Quest 35th anniversary special or sort of kind of direct, whatever you want to call it, video presentation that's going to be going live on Wednesday, May the 26th, you know, 8.30 Pacific Standard Time, 11.30 Eastern Time. For me, that'll be 10.30 at night. So, oh, shoot, that's going to be pretty late. I know I'm going to be trying to watch that one live. Uh, hopefully, Sonic Q is, uh, is off of work. Because if he's off of work, then probably me and him both at the same time probably watching this. And I'll be very curious to see exactly, you know, what's going to be showcased off at this presentation. Now, the big key thing is, while this is, yes, I think it's still going to be, you know, a Japanese dub of all things. This is actually going to be the first time, I believe, where they're going to showcase off live and have everything subtitled in English. For all of us here in the West, because, you know, they cater more so towards the East. But the matter of fact, that we're getting this live presentation and it's being subtitled in English for all of us here in the West definitely means that, yes, something big is going to be announced probably within this presentation. And would it be in a 35th anniversary? I mean, shoot, anything is possible. <clears throat> now, me personally. I'm just thinking, I'm like, well. I think there's a few different announcements that I want to personally look forward to in it, and I'll probably start small and work my way up. One of the things I would like to see is 
I feel like with a 35th anniversary like this, I don't think it's going to be one, you know, major announcement. Maybe they might have two or three different um, games and then maybe a mobile game here or there or something like that, though. But in terms of the, you know, the gaming or the game consoles, I'm just going to go ahead and throw in my predictions for these. What I hope is they come out at this presentation and say, you know what, all these announcements are going to get simultaneous releases worldwide so it's not gonna be that staggered you know japan gets it three or four months out in advance and then it comes over here to the west maybe some six months or so later on though so hopefully that's the critical thing right there but in terms of the game i want to really want to see is a dragon quest builders 3 i just recently finished dragon quest builders 2 i want to say about a month or two ago no i think it's yeah about a month or two ago i finished dragon quest builders 2 that game was absolutely phenomenal I, you know, leagues better than what I personally think in terms of like Minecraft, whatever. Minecraft is pretty cool and all though, but the way how Dragon Quest Builders has that story element as well, definitely sort of kind of, you know, drew me in as a fan though. So I was like, you know what, I'm really curious about that. So I'm really hoping that, you know, that is one of their announcements. If, you know, if there's like a few different announcements that they're going to have. A second thing I want to see is we already have Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3 already on the switch that they managed to port over though and i think you know they have one two and three on other consoles probably on the playstation as well though but what i would like to see even though i hadn't finished one two and three i do need to kind of get to it though but what i also would like to see is them port over four five and six as well to the switch as well so you know what that way we can play one through six that'd be really nice so you know that's something i'm really kind of hoping and banking on because i really do want to go through and play through the whole entire dragon quest series though but you know making that you know convenient to me personally and playing everything on the switch it'll be nice just to say hey you can play all the dragon quest games on one console though that would be pretty nice i would have to say that'd be pretty nice uh my third little prediction would be is them localizing dragon quest 10 that's basically the one that was sort of kind of like an mmo rpg imagine if they you know gave it a facelift said you know what it's no longer on the 3ds we're bringing it over to consoles uh it's getting a full upgrade or whatever though you know hd visuals everything and it's you know it's not over there stuck in Japan only. It's you know localized so everybody around the world can play it though. That would be pretty nice in itself though. So that way you know no one's getting left out on any of the Dragon Quest games. So it would be pretty nice. I know my friend uh, Sonic would probably be pretty excited if we can manage to get that Dragon Quest Ten over here though, because otherwise there's pretty much no way of sort of kind of playing that game though. So that's one of my other hopes. And I think the very last thing I could possibly predict within this would be. The announcement that a Dragon Quest 12 is in the making. Yes, I don't think this one, a Dragon Quest 12 will actually release um on within the year of the 35th anniversary. I just don't think there is because with as much stuff that was in Dragon Quest 11s and you know they made Dragon Quest 11, then turn around and made that definitive edition. There's no way for that short little turnaround time. They, I feel like within my gut feeling that they're going to be able to make a Dragon Quest 12 and release it all within the 35th anniversary. So I expect some kind of maybe a teaser or a trailer saying it's in development or they might even try to give a window frame out potentially maybe next year or potentially could be a little further out. Could be 2021, could be 2022. That's just what, I, or not 2021, 2021 is this right now. 2021, no. 2022 possibly 2023 that's more likely a yes i think at that moment though so that's 
basically all the predictions I think that could possibly happen within the Dragon Quest 35th anniversary, though. But y'all gotta let me know down in the comment section down below, you know, if you're really looking forward to this presentation and what is your predictions of what could be actually shown off within this presentation. Now, I might be thinking about it. I'm like, well, you know, if I happen to be off, you know, around that time, if I get Sonic Q with me or whatever, though, I'm, I'm you know, I might just, you know, say, you know what? let's have at it let's just go ahead and stream and see what all they're they're gonna possibly announce because you know everything's gonna be subtitled anyway so we're gonna be reading it we might as well be talking about it though so just kind of keep an eye on my twitter or whatever though i kind of keep y'all in the loop and see exactly what i'm looking forward to within the dragon quest um 35th anniversary special whether or not i'll probably might possibly stream it though but that's pretty much i believe all the topics that i have for tonight uh, in terms of everything I wanted to showcase off within my Zarcast episode 8, though. So, y'all got to really know, let me know down in the comment section down below. You know, out of all of these little different topics that I went through and discussed with y'all tonight, what was the thing that you've been looking forward to the most? And, uh, you know, some little interesting things um, that I mentioned what you're really looking forward to, because, I mean, I I'm really excited to go ahead and dive up into the Famicom Detective Club game and, you know, I feel, you know, I'm going to be knocking that out chapter by chapter by chapter. And, you know, if it goes well, and if I finish that whole game, and if I really do love that series so much, you know, I'll probably be open with, you know, trying the second game that came out in the series, though, the prequel series, and then possibly doing that as well, though. So, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that, as well as there's some other random old streams I might host here and there where I might be playing some Smash Brothers with my friends or Splatoon, like what I did with that little test stream that the first one I did for one of my gaming streams right there though or just kind of anything else in between though and whew, man qu quite a bit of topics i talked about tonight super excited about a lot of those different topics right there though but that that's pretty much gonna do it in terms of this um podcast stream right here though so if you really like this um video make sure to go ahead and hit that like button go ahead and hit that subscribe button and that bell to stay up to date on all things you know video game related anime related anything um with my gaming discussions or slash now my gaming streams you know just keep an eye on my channel keep it on my twitter account though and um and everything else in between y'all so remember y'all until whatever video i make next see y'all